0: Today on episode number 487 of the school of podcasting's morning announcements, we're going to talk about building better episode titles. That's right. Building headlines for your posts that are going to get you more downloads by capturing people's attention. I've got a free guide to help you with that. We've also going to continue our discussion about Google play a little bit. We've got a podcast rewind and a really cool because of my podcast story from my buddy Jim Cullison.
1: Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting
0: with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach right there in your pocket. Thanking you so much for tuning in. I know there's a lot of stuff you could be doing right now, a lot of things you could be checking out. But right now, it's just you and me, and I deeply, deeply appreciate that, and I never take it for granted. Here's what we do on the show. We talk about all things podcasting. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER and you will not find that anywhere on the website. That's just between you and me because you took time to hit play. LISTENER when you sign up at the School of Podcasting and save on your first month. Well, you know, one of the things I always like to do is spotlight other podcasters. And I have a a segment that's been on this show. It's called Because of My Podcast. And it's super easy. It's just because of my podcast, blank. You got to do something that maybe you didn't, you wouldn't normally be able to do, except for this little thing called your podcast. And so today we have, this was uh I do a show every Saturday with Jim Cullison from The theaverageguy.tv. It's called Ask the Podcast Coach. You can find that at askthepodcastcoach.com. Obviously, it's it's a live show. That's the big whoop-de-doo of that. You get your podcast questions answered live. And of course, it's time-shifted. You can find that in iTunes as well if you'd like to hear it. But in uh, testing Patreon, we have a, uh, a post show that if you're live, you can hear it. But if you're not, well, the only way to get the post show is to uh, become a patron. And you can do that by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. I actually just put a couple tutorials over there. And um, the one week in the post show, Jim shared this story. Now, Jim is a Microsoft MVP. And uh, I went, wow, that's a really good story. I got to share that here. So here is Jim talking about how he became an MVP. So somebody asked, uh, how did you become an MVP?
2: Oh, yeah. So five years ago, Six years ago now, almost, I started podcasting on the Windows home server platform. I'm a home server guy. I'm home storage and data and hard drives and all that stuff. That's my background. And so uh, a bunch of us started doing it and one became an MVP and then he nominated me and I became for Microsoft on the home server product. And then, of course, they killed home server. So uh, we talk about Google killing stuff all the time. Microsoft just killed the home server product completely. And they moved me into the Windows experience team. So at this point, my MVP-ness is around the Windows, the Windows experience and, and consumer on that side. And so it's a process you have to be nominated into by another MVP. And then you have to show them a volume of work. And Dave, this is a great because of my podcast story, right? I'm a Windows MVP. I'm a Microsoft MVP because of my podcast. Wouldn't have got it any other way. So what does it get you? It gets you a really sweet MSN subscription where you get all Microsoft software to use and test for free. That's a $7,000 deal that, that we get as MVPs. Nice. And it gets me this trip to Seattle every single year. So I have to provide my own transportation out, which, by the way, because of Glenn the Geek, I got a sponsor for this year. So we want to thank, you know, so Talk.to right. is sponsoring my, my travel to... Seattle for the week and I've been tweeting about them and some other things they didn't want to make it very high profile but you know talk.to we've been talking about them so lend the geek got the sponsor flew out here and then I get to hang out on the Microsoft campus Sunday through Thursday and and get classes and training and I'll get access to Gabe all who's one of the big the big big shot smarty pants I think that's what you call big it shot, smarty pants uh, yeah and so my, um, I'm going to get to see on Tuesday, I get to go into Channel 9 Studios, which is Microsoft's podcasting space. And, and so I'm going to get a tour of, cha- of Channel 9 and get to kind of see how the big boys uh, do it in nice. the studio. So pretty cool.
0: Now, yeah. did you, is there a test you have to pass or anything? They just said, no, nah, he's got a good podcast you're in.
2: Well, I just submit a body of work. Okay. So it was like, here's my podcast. Here's my blog post. Nice. Here's what I've done.
0: Wow, okay, because yeah, so. I, know, I know Culligan for a while was an MVP because he was yeah. he was involved in the Zune stuff for a while when
2: it first there's, came out. There's thousands of MP, MVPs around the world. There'll be about 1,400 of us at this conference, and uh, in, but because of my podcast, they took me seriously. So that's one of those kinds of things. You want to be seen as an expert? Start a podcast.
0: That's it. That's proof right there, buddy. That That is definitely making it into yeah. the school of podcasting this week. That's a great story, my it, friend. And I have always said that whether you want to be or not, when you start a podcast, you are seen as an expert, and that is living proof. So find Jim. He's got a whole bunch. He's got like a gaggle. I don't even know if that's an appropriate adverb of uh, shows over at TheAverageGuy.tv. Really nice guy. And here's the hilarious. You ready for this? His audio wasn't that bad, right? He was using an Audio-Technica 2100 microphone. That is uh, basically less than 100 bucks, probably somewhere around 60 or $70, using borrowed Wi-Fi from a Starbucks in his car. So he had his laptop, his microphone, and that was done uh, live. We do that show, and as the old saying goes, the show must go on, and you can have really decent-sounding audio from your car using a $50 microphone and borrowed Wi-Fi. That was pretty cool. All right. I want to talk about headlines. I'm doing kind of this, I guess you would call it a theme here for the next couple episodes for for my little segment. And that is we're kind of looking at a podcast from the top to bottom. And I talked before about how a podcast starts with your idea and I could get into equipment, but in reality, that's not a one size fits all. I know a lot of people like to sell you a thousand dollar package that allows you to buy a bunch of equipment that you don't need. I don't go that route. And I just said, Audio-Technica 2100 Microphone. Go over to bestpodcastinggear.com and see that. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. But I'm more about the actual episode is what I mean from top to bottom. And the first thing people see are your headlines. It's amazing how much people don't read anymore. They skim. And the first thing they see are your headlines. And think about this. If somebody searches for your topic in iTunes, they're going to see your artwork first. They're going to see the name of your show. I guess probably they see the name of your show. They probably kind of see those uh at the same time. But the next thing they're gonna see are your headlines. And when it says episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, it's not gonna get them to click unless it says something like, This person is amazing, blah. This person made a million dollars turning, you know, dog crap into gold or whatever it is. That would make I would listen to that. So That's a common mistake I think that people are making, and this is just my opinion, but that's the, that's the quote facts behind it is that especially when you Google a podcast topic. So let's say you were interested in gold mining, you could go gold mining podcast. And the first thing that's probably going to come up is their link in iTunes, not the iTunes software, but iTunes on the web. And I'm looking at one right now and it says episode 100, the 100th. Then it says episode 99, Changing pa, Episode 98, The Future, oh, that's it. You don't have very much room. So you really got to take the most out of that real estate. And the other thing I always like to point out, nobody cares really if it's episode 6, 60, 600, or 6,000. Nobody's Googling that. So if you must do this, and I understand there is a reason behind it, when you put the episode title in the title of your headline, of your blog post, and that's all a podcast is. It's a blog post with media associated to it. I'll put it at the end and abbreviate it. Make it something like you know whatever the name of your show is. SOP four eight seven. So, um, but that is something that I see that that people do wrong. And then here's what I do that is wrong, and that is uh, it's the last thing I usually do. I'm usually I've typed up the show notes. And I'm like, great. What am I going to call this thing? Well, I'm kind of tired. I've listened to the episode multiple times. I've tagged it. I've edited it, all that stuff. And I I just, I'm this close. I'm I'm this close to being done. All I got to do is throw something in there and hit publish. And that's not the way you want to go into a headline. In theory, I almost want to start the opposite. I want to start with the title. What is this show about? And then what are the bullet points that are going to support that title? One of the things I always preach is I'm all about constant improvement. I am I'm not a person that says, I know everything there is to know about podcasting. I know a lot about podcasting, but if, if you have somebody who says, I know there is everything to know about, and that's not the person I want to work with, I'm all about constant improvement. And one of the things I've done in the past is I've started off with news at the beginning of the show. Hey, you know, in this week's episode, we're going to talk a little later about Libsyn releasing a plugin for WordPress. Well, that's news right now as I record this on November 8th, 2015, but i have gone out and I've listened to a couple new shows and, you know, when you listen months later, that's, that's old news and it doesn't mean it's bad content. It just means I'm probably going to fast forward through it and there's something for me that I, if I have to fast forward through your content, it's subliminal, but I'm kind of thinking this isn't very good content. I understand why it's not good content because it's old, but it's kind of weird that I have to skip to get to the good stuff. So I'm going to start putting news stuff at the end of the show. It's not my first impression that I want to, to do. So I'm all about constant improvement. And so I'm up for learning how to do better episode titles. I'm better at doing all this stuff. And there's an old quote from a guy named John Caples that said, if the headline is bad, the, the newspaper would not be read. And an unread newspaper, an unread story, or an unread book impacts no one. Well, I'm saying if the title is bad, the podcast will not be heard. And unheard audio impacts no one. I mean, think about it. From the 1890s to the 1940s, they had Paperboys, which I was one back back in the day when I was like 13 or 15 or whatever it was, right? Paperboys would shout out the headlines to entice people to purchase them to, you know, get a paper so they could read the rest of the story. They weren't screaming, extra, extra, 417th edition. It's 417 right here. Sir, so, excuse me, sir. Would you like it? Would you like to purchase, you know, edition four seventeen? No, right. So what do they do? They shouted the headline. Hey, learn how to write headlines. It'll get you more downloads. That might get more people's attention. So, again, I'm not anti episode number. I'm just saying your headline is huge in terms of real estate. Do not put it at the beginning. That's my my mind thought. So, we're going to talk about some strategies about how to write headlines. And I have some examples for you. So first things first, a, um, a headline, and this is from uh, Ray Edwards' book, Writing Riches. I'll talk more about this. But he talks about a headline grabs attention. It draws listeners to press play. I'm, I'm changing some of these words here. It communicates the big idea. It establishes credibility and joins the conversation that is already happening in your audience's head that's the part I love. It joins the conversation that is already happening in your audience's head. So they're like, yeah, I've been wondering about that. And then you've got them. So here's some things that you can do. Uh, typically headlines do one of the following. They make a promise. They draw a picture somehow. They state a fact or they ask a question. Now you can do other things, but that's primarily what they do. And so you can start uh, when it comes to writing a headline, start with your audience. Think about Cosmopolitan magazine. When I, uh, go to the checkout at the grocery store, right? There's always Cosmo and it's always like, you know, some outrageous, you know, make your captain crunch whatever. I'm, I'm trying to work cereal and sex together and it's not working here, but you know what I mean? It's always like, you know, ring his bell this Christmas or whatever it is, but Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan. Yeah, Cosmo, that magazine, geared towards women, knows their audience. So you always have some beautiful woman on the front with her shirt cut down to her nene and uh you know, things are hanging out. So that gets everybody's attention because sex sells, we all know that. And then there's usually some sort of headline that's way over the top. So they know their audience. Now, why do you need to know your audience? Because you could write a great headline, but it doesn't you're not speaking their language. And so it's not going to grab them, right? You have to join the conversation in their head. So something else you could do, write your show notes first. Now I can't decide which way I'm going on this because on one hand, I want to have a title. Maybe I have a topic. Let's do that. Start off with a topic, write your show notes, then write your title. Why? Because I've found that when I write my show notes first, A, it helps me figure out what the heck I'm going to say in the show. And it kind of primes the pump that is my brain and I might come up with a headline. Now, that's the other thing. Number three, come up with a couple headlines. And if you want, you can read them out loud, but come up with a couple and then come up with which one you think is best and which one is going to connect with your audience. Then pick the most important benefit from whatever the heck you're talking about or the most, um well, let's get to that, the most important benefit and include that benefit in the headlines. So it might be more downloads for me or something like that. Or if it's, you know, if you interview somebody, what's the biggest thing that you think your audience will benefit from from that interview? So, cause who doesn't want to benefit? Do you want to benefit? I'll take a benefit. And then include the product or the problem or the guest in the headlines. Cause, and we'll talk about some examples here in a minute. When you say, what do you mean the problem? Well, you could use the problem as a head, as a headline that's a question. If you want to go a little deeper, uh, and you're using MailChimp, and I know a lot of people are because it's free, at least when you start out. They have an A-B testing tool, and I need to see if that's in the free version. It probably isn't. But you can actually have two headlines, send it out to your email list, and see which one gets more clicks. And that'll help you learn about your audience. Now, um, there are some free tools that um one is called Headliner and the other one is called Fresh Title. And I have links to these out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 487. These are, Headliner is a browser plugin, and Fresh Title is a software that works on both the Mac and PC. It's really cool. I, I, I have videos of these. Uh, in fact, I have a whole guide. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines, I've got a guide that has links to these videos that show these software packages. It's got links to ebooks and basically everything that I use to put together this episode. Uh, so if you want to dig deeper into headlines, you can do that. Also, some really great blog posts from people who really, really understand that. So let's talk about some examples of headlines. And when it comes to copywriting, there's one man in my book that uh, I turn to, and that is Ray Edwards. I love me some Ray Edwards. He is an awesome dude. Uh, RayEdwards.com. And the book that I'm pulling this from, now I've kind of tweaked it, is called Writing Riches. And I will also have a link to that book at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 487. So there are nine types of headlines that Ray talks about. Now for the record, there are about a bazillion more. And again, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines, I've got a free ebook that's just part of the resources I found that has like 50 different headlines. It's really cool for spurring your creativity. But Ray mentions like the how-to headline. So how to? it might be like how to write headlines that will bring you more downloads. That'd be a how-to deadline. The a testimonial headline. So this could be like something like, I wish I would have found Dave Jackson sooner. I could have saved a lot of money. That might be a testimonial headline. Or Dave Jackson saved me money, whatever. Something like that, a testimonial headline. The give me headline. Give me 10 days and I'll get your podcast in iTunes. That would be a give me headline. The reason why headline. Now, this you'll see a lot where people will use numbers. My friend, uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to He's a big number guy. Loves the, uh, you know, 17 different ways to whatever, right? So this could be, you know, um, the top three reasons people fail, launching a podcast and how to overcome them. So that's where you take, remember earlier I said the problem. You can take that problem and work it into a headline. Um, the probing question headline. Do you know the five things that cause people to unsubscribe to podcasts? Because people see that and they're like, well, I think I do. Well, let's see if I do. I, th- I think I'm pretty up on that. So the probing question headline. The dominant emotion. So this is where you're really pulling on the emotions of that. You know, So a headline might be, are you tired of putting out an episode and getting zero feedback? Because there, again, you're joining the conversation in your audience's head. They go, well, yeah, I haven't got an ounce. So they might click on that to hear more. The command headline. Now, the best one uh, that Ray points out in his book is the army. used to have be all that you can be. So I might switch that to be the influencer that leads change in the world. That would be a a command headline. The if-then headline. You know, if you can upload a picture on Facebook, then you can upload a file to your media host. The if then headline. And the, the last one that Ray talks here, the warning headline, right? If we, uh, for those of you that are, uh, gray haired, you probably remember, uh, the early loft in space had a robot on it and this robot would walk around going, warning, warning, danger, danger. Yeah, that's the warning headline. And so I could say something like, is SoundCloud going out of business? I read an article this, this week that said, They were giving them five months. Yeah, SoundCloud is bleeding profusely. If you're on SoundCloud, you know, my opinion, I would move. If you need help with that, schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule, we can set up a one-on-one appointment. But those are some examples of headlines. Now, if you want more, again, I went and found tons of resources on this stuff. Uh, And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines, And while we're talking about things you can subscribe to, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter, everything in my show notes, which are pretty extensive this week, will be emailed to you. So if you're like, oh yeah, I remember Dave said schoolofpodcasting.com slash 487, but then you forget to go there, this will just show up in your inbox. So my, my show notes will come in and I don't spam you, things like that. So those are some things you can do to write better headlines. Some examples. You know, get inside the head of your audience. And the thing I like about the Fresh Title uh, software is they actually have a tool that rates your headline. And you can go through and see that you have too many words and you need more emotion words. And you either want your headline to be really positive or really negative because both kind of push the buttons of people. Because either people are like, well, yeah, what the heck? Or they're like, Oh, yay. Can't we you know? So all sorts of cool things you can do. But I really think, and this is why I think this is important. The things I talk about on this show come from a couple different uh, locations. Number one, I have people call me, different companies and things like that. So I, that's how I keep up on technology. I read a ton of blogs. And I network with a lot of other podcasters through the School of Podcasting. And I got my buddy Ray Ortega over at PodcasterStudio.com and Mike Dell and Cliff. And we all talk to each other uh, behind the scenes. And so we keep up on stuff that way. And for me, the blog, I get a lot of information about news that I then share with those people. And what gets me to click those? Yeah, the headline. So, again, if we go back to that kind of makeshift quote, a bad headline does not get clicked on and that means that podcast is not going to be heard and an unheard audio impacts nobody. So think about that next time when you're getting ready for your next podcast, take a little time, put a little effort into your podcast episode title. School of Podcasting With Dave Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start off with some quick podcast success stories. Here again, podcasting is opening doors to people. You're connecting with your audience, so you're getting to know them a little better. Subscribe now at schoolofpubcasting.com. Last week, we started off the conversation about Google Play. And I got to tell you, apparently, I did a horrible session on this because I said, I'm really, really happy about Google Play. I am somewhat hesitant and skeptical on how this is going to work. And I pointed out that their terms of service said, you get nothing. You know, they're going to put advertising against your show, not in your show, but after it and you get nothing. And I said, you know what? I'm still ecstatic. I'm, I'm okay with that because that's what Stitcher does. And, uh, Orlando Miguel, uh, from Puerto Rico basically said, I went over and looked at the terms and, uh, just not, not interested in that point because it says they can go in and basically delete your show. And that is true. I really, really, really don't think that is going to happen. And uh, my buddy, talking about uh, people podcasting from cars, um, here is a clip from uh, my buddy Steve Stewart, um, and he had this to say uh, about this uh, whole scenario.
1: Hey, Dave Jackson, Steve Stewart. I'm calling from my car. I apologize for the audio quality, but uh, I'm... Hey, I don't know about you guys,
0: I could listen to that. I hear the, uh, the Impala in the background, but uh, I think he sounds okay.
1: Listening to your episode about Google Play Music, and you're not the only one who's talking about this revenue share thing, but I need to voice my opinion. And I, I just don't understand why people are so tied up about this. I don't get it.
0: Because, because everybody likes money, but they're, they're missing – well, Steve will point this out.
1: Google, the largest search engine in the world, is going to allow people to listen to my content, and it didn't cost me a penny to do it. Really. All it cost me was two minutes to list, you know, go ahead and submit my RSS feed for listing, and that's pretty much it. Really? Remember that on Saturday Night Live? Really? So what is it that that everybody's so tied up about? Really? You know, I, I posted, you know, well, there's something I'm writing about in the next episode of uh, the next issue of Pottertainment Magazine.
0: Yeah, which Steve is the editor, by the way. Check it out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash Pottertainment. I'm working on an uh, article. I think I'm going to write about Patreon based on my last interview for that episode. But it's uh, it's like 12 bucks a year. Great uh, digital magazine. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash Pottertainment. That's P-O-D-E-R-tainment.
1: And it's about this image of a T-shirt. And on the T-shirt, I have Rob Walsh's saying, he used to say, Google is not a podcaster's friend. And I crossed out the word not on the T-shirt. And I said, you know, Rob Walsh is going to have to go ahead and get these T-shirts remade. It was a joke. But the first 10 comments that came out of that were all about revenue sharing, how Google's not revenue sharing. Oh my gosh, they're not going to share revenues. Oh, that's so bad of Google. And I am just like, wait a minute, where did this all come from? If you don't want Google to make money by placing an ad after your podcast. Just don't list with them.
0: That's it. That's the beauty of it. It's your podcast. If you don't want to list yourself in iTunes, you don't have to. It's, it's your show. You have, that's the cool thing about podcasting. You have 100% control unless you give it away.
1: And if you're all tied up about Google you know, making money putting ads after they serve up your podcast, then maybe you should also put a no-index and a no-follow on the blog posts on your website.
0: Which would then basically bring your website traffic to a trickle in many cases.
1: Don't let them make money advertising, you know, from search. When people search your content and find your blog or your show notes, you don't want that. That just, that's just, I don't get it.
0: Right. So, and then later, uh, Steve, so I emailed, here's the cool thing about podcasting. It is a time shifted conversation. And you can find Steve Stewart, by the way, it's stevestewart.me. He's got a really cool uh, class over there on uh, audacity. If you want to check it out, a lot of good stuff. And it's more than just audacity. I need, in fact, I need to go sign up for that. Let me make a note here. It's really good stuff and really inexpensive. And I want to support my buddy, Steve. And so then he, uh, I emailed him back and then he sent me this back, not from the car. He'd actually gotten home by this time, but he made a good point here about the terms.
1: Hey, Dave, it's Steve Stewart again. Sorry for the second message about this whole Google revenue sharing thing, but I was listening to the uh, segment of No Agenda that you played, and I just have a comment about this, you know, all this stuff that they're pointing out in the terms of service. Of course they're going to say this in their terms of service, but everybody's looking at the terms of service as, you know, hey, they're, they're going to listen to my show, and if I break any one of these rules, they're going to take me down. The rules or the, the terms of service aren't really written for that. The reason why they're there is if somebody does complain and they say, "Hey, this is you know hate, uh, this is hate speech," then Google can come back and they have a, you know a rightful uh, legal way to take you down. So this, you know, everybody's looking at, at the terms of service on this Is they're coming to get me. It's not. It's not. If somebody has a complaint about your show and they go to Google, which I don't know how they do that, but, you know, then Google can lean back on the terms of service that we agreed to when we listed our show on Google Play Music. And You know, let's get Gordon Firemarking on this. I'll bet he would agree with me. It's not a manhunt. It's a covering your butt thing.
0: It is definitely a cover your butt thing. And that's why I'm like, Hey, I'm listing my stuff over there. I'm going to do my show. And if it gets me banned, it gets me banned. I don't think it's ever going to get me banned unless I'm over there doing massive racist, whatever hate speech. You guys know what, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but you guys know there are all sorts of words I could use here uh, to just be an idiot. So it's, yes, Google is trying to idiot proof their app in a nutshell. Um, I did find some other things about uh, there was a great article on radioinfo.com that mentioned that, you know, basically Android owners are considerably less likely to install new apps and certainly less to pay for them. Um, but they are six times, they're saying that there are six times as many Android devices out there as an iPhone. And they say, here's some recommendations. Number one, Google Play Music is a horrible name. And it'll be interesting to see if they change the name. But here's the thing. Google could open up pay podcasts in the future. It already has a lot of agreements in place with mobile networks and credit card companies through Play Store and millions of Android users' credit cards. Um, Of course, for that matter, so does Apple. And developers can also do subscriptions through the service, too. So that could be interesting. I never thought about that. But that is uh, something that... Again, then the reason I don't want to go too deep into this is we don't know. We won't know until they come out. But uh, thank you, Mr. Steve Stewart. And it's always good to hear from you, my friend. Find Steve over at stevestewart.me. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. All right. I was on the Ideas for Podcasting podcast. Episode number five. You can find that at onthego.fm, and uh, they were talking, as you might imagine, to me about uh, podcasting and where I was and how I got there and things like that, and uh, so the uh, Jason asked me about me changing the format of my show over the years. Over the years, have you thought about changing either the format? Uh- format like I'm going to focus on just one topic rather than having several segments or changing the length of the show? I have every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um something, number one, the name is really horrible. It's called the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. And I will probably drop the morning announcements shortly um, because everybody just calls it the School of Podcasting. But when I originally launched it, I thought it was going to be clever and you know hey it's called the morning announcements it's about the school of podcasting but if somebody says what's the name of your podcast and i say the morning announcements they're not going to guess it's about podcasting so i always say uh to people that when you name your podcast if you say the name of your podcast and say what do you think it's about and a stranger tells you what they think it's about and it matches what it's about that's a good name and <laughs> mine was not so i would definitely change that and it kind of makes it hard to pick a title for a show when you've covered three different things. So now what I'm starting to do is I will pick kind of what I feel is the, the main idea of the episode and uh, create a headline for that. But um, I've, I've asked numerous times of my audience um, is it too long? Is it too long? And when I went to um, what was blog world, this was about three or four years ago in New York city. And I heard about, three or four people that said, I love your show, I love your show. And then they all said the same thing. It's just too short. Hmm. So, and I was like, well, I guess on one hand you kind of want to leave them wanting more, which is good. But I, I bumped it up by about, um, it used to be 20 to 30 minutes. Now it's anywhere from 30 minutes to, I did one the other day it was like an hour and 10, but I've always been of the, the mindset that as long as I'm doing meat and potatoes and I'm not making you wait nine minutes to get to the content because I want to tell you about, what I saw on TV, which has nothing to do with my podcast. You know, if I'm getting the meat and potatoes, um, Valerie Geller has a book called beyond powerful radio. And she has a great quote. She says, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. So as long as I'm covering a topic and I think it's interesting, you know, I, I do my best to, uh, keep it under an hour. Most of mine are around 40 minutes now. And I've, you know, I've heard the magic number that the average commute to work is 20 minutes and you should keep it 20 minutes. But, You know, every time I've asked my audience, they're like, no, it's fine. What are you talking about? So, um, I would love it to be shorter. I I would like to do one topic, but, um, you know, and it's one of those things that it might be over the years. I've, I've kind of tweaked it here and there. And as long as you don't make a massive change, if I go from 45 minutes to the next two episodes or 10, my audience is going to go, what are you doing? But you can, you can gradually change things that nobody even notices. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, I, I just looked down. It's only 25 minutes. So you can gently. Work those changes in without uh, causing uh, hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also on the Podcastonomics show. This is from a company called Podcast Motor, which is a kind of all in one, all things podcasting kind of company. They'll edit it, they'll do your show notes. There are many of those popping up over and over and over. And uh, here they were asking me about what do I actually teach when it comes to podcasting?
1: So, uh, so, you know, podcasting school and teaching people about podcasting, can you kind of run through, yeah, what, what that looks like today? What are you, what are you focusing on? What's the, what's the educational materials that you're putting out? What do they look like?
0: Yeah, some of it is a lot of people skip the planning process. They just, they hear about podcasting. They think it's cool and it's great and everybody has one. So I need one and they'll go out and spend, you know, in some cases, thousands of dollars on equipment and I'll be great. What's your podcast about? And they're like, I'm still trying to figure that out. And I'm like, Whoa, we got the cart way in front of the horse. Uh, and so I try to kind of slow people down and, and, you know, what is your target audience? What do they need to hear? You know, what are you going to provide? You know, what are people going to do with your content or how do you want them to feel? One of the two, you know? And so, uh, I try to get people to, to kind of focus really on their audience because we're all so worried about, uh, you know, I want to, I got to get this out. And they, they put up their own, uh, their deadlines. And I'm like, I, I appreciate deadlines. I love that sense of urgency that they create, but I've seen so many people make horrible decisions because it's got to be out next week. And I'm like, why the world has waited, you know, 32 years for your podcast. Why can't it wait another two weeks? Yeah. And again, I'll have links to both those shows out at school of slash Four eight seven. The last little bit of news I want to talk about today. So here again is that news segment. Now move towards the end of the show. Is Libsyn, which is a media hosting company, and they have launched a new plugin into the beta phase. Meaning it ain't perfect, but it works most of the time. And what this does is it's interesting because my two favorite hosts are Libsyn, and that is l i b s y n dot com. Uh, Use the coupon code SOPFREE to get a free month and Blueberry, which is spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use the coupon code, you guessed it, SOPFREE and get a free month over there. My other favorite service is Spreaker, a little different business model. Use the coupon code, you guessed it, SOPFREE to get a free month over there. But Lipson launched a new plugin. And I think the reason, I don't know why they did this. My guess is because they're really good at listening to their audience is people said, hey, when you host a Blueberry, one of the cool things that, that Blueberry has is you can upload your files directly to their media hosting uh, right from within WordPress. You can actually have them add the, add the ID3 tags as well. Well, now Libsyn has a plugin that allows you to upload your media right from your computer to the Libsyn website. And it does not do the ID3 tagging. But it does create this permanent link from Libsyn to your WordPress. So if you change anything on Libsyn, it changes in WordPress. If you change anything in WordPress, it changes it on the Libsyn site. And so sounds all good. It does not, uh, it will not coexist with the PowerPress plugin. And this was where things get a little confusing. You can use the PowerPress plugin with any media hosting you want to. SoundCloud, Spreaker, Podbean, Libsyn, Blueberry. Any of those will work with the PowerPress plugin. What makes it confusing is who is the creator of the PowerPress plugin? Blueberry. So some people think it only works with Blueberry media hosting. It works best with Blueberry media hosting, but you can use it with anybody. So consequently, if you're like me and you have 486 episodes all using the the PowerPress plugin. Now, in my case, I actually use Libsyn's RSS feed, but I have PowerPress on many, 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 many WordPress installations. And if I wanted to change those websites that are using PowerPress to the Libsyn plugin for uploading the media, I would have to change every single episode. And between you and me, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, if I start a brand new show, and I'm using Lipson. absolutely, I will use the Lipson player. But if you're my advice, and this is just my opinion, A, if you're not having any problems with your website and you don't have any conflicts with plugins and things of that nature, by all means, um, keep using PowerPress if that's what you're using and that's what your feed is with. What causes problems with WordPress is not PowerPress, for the record. I know Angelo; he's a uh, a great developer. It's other plugins that are supposed to play nice with each other, and they don't. So I always say, keep your website simple, and don't go crazy with the plugins, and you'll probably never have a problem. That's that's been my um, my experience using the PowerPress plugin. Don't go crazy with plugins; you don't have a problem. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you're starting a new, you know, absolutely new podcast, and you have a new website. By all means, use the lips and play, use the lips and plugin. Uh, once it's configured from what I saw from the demo, and I'll put a link out to the demo, it works fine. It's actually really, really cool and it makes life easy and it's great. So, but if that's for new people. So if you're, if you're an old dog like me, no, no real reason to switch for me. And again, this is just my opinion. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going to switch. I'm not going to go back and and change hundreds of episodes. But if I start a new podcast, I'll have to go back and look and see exactly what the player looks like, what it does on my website. I do like the fact that the PowerPress plugin has things like, you know, a download link. It has a play a new window link. uh, And and Angela just added some things in that plugin where you can now somehow accept donations, which is kind of cool. So I'll have to check into that. But if, you're, if you hear about the new plug plugin and you've been using PowerPress for years and you're not having a problem, don't cause one by trying to change it. So that's the news. It's exciting because I'm always happy to see, you know, things moving forward, new technology coming out, things of that nature. And uh, so today we learned about headlines, how important they are to uh, really, it's the first thing that people see. And it will help. By having better headlines, it will increase your audience. It will. Why? Because they're going to, you're going to suck them into your content. And once they get to the content, it's all over. And then you can just send them to learntosubscribe.com and say, here, if you don't know how to subscribe to my podcast, go to learntosubscribe.com, watch this, and just type in my name of the show and subscribe. And there you go. That's all you need at that point, And they're good to go. Now, if you want to go super deep, I've got a free guide for you. Go over to schoolpodcasting.com slash headlines and uh, you'll download it immediately. All I need is your email address and you'll see videos of things like headliner and fresh title and things like that. So uh, check that out. Also, if you we talked about people that are just starting a podcast, uh, send me an email with the phrase quick start. Now, this is if you don't have a website, and what I do is I send you a link to order hosting through the company that I use, which is HostGator, and I earn a commission for that, My so thank you. How I say thank you is I give you a free month at the School of Podcasting, and that price is going up soon, so if you want to join, now would be the time, and um, I give you a free month, and I actually install WordPress for you and all the plugins you need to go. And we can talk about that when it comes to do that. Do you want PowerPress or do you want the Libsyn one? And we can get that all configured for you. And then you're like, but Dave, I don't know anything about websites. You go over to the School of Podcasting, we literally have step-by-step tutorials on how to build your website, as well as how, how to plan your show, how to set up your studio, how to use software like Audacity. It's all there. Everything you need. You have little old me there to walk you through. Now, if you go, but Dave, I already have a website, so I don't really need that. Just use the coupon code LISTENER. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Use that. That'll help you save on your registration fee, and you'll be good to go. You'll also get access to the uh, Facebook. It's a private Facebook group where you can network with other podcasters, and also you'll get access to what I call office hours, which are basically webinars that I do for people to just come in, and it's free consulting. Consulting. And it's, I do that twice a month, uh, sometimes once a month, but typically you definitely have an opportunity. Plus you always have me via email. So if you're interested, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com, sign up today, and uh, I hope to see you on the inside. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next week, I have an interview with someone who is doing primarily, it's all premium content. He has five episodes in his feed. I call it the Marin Method, and we'll hear how that is working. And uh, anything else you would like to talk about, if you'd like to contact me, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I would love to hear from you. And also, I forgot to mention this. I know this is like call to action number 27. I do this every year. And as I look at this, we're, we're 25% done with November. The last episode of the year, I assemble your story. You get to answer this question. You're gonna hear your voice on this podcast. You're gonna get your words into a book on Amazon, and all I need is this. Number one, your name. If you have a podcast, what's it called? Where can I find it? And tell me a little bit about it. And then answer this question. My favorite podcast is, and then go crazy on the why. We're really interested in why do you listen to your show? Why is that your favorite? We assemble all those, put it out as an episode. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash favorite, and you will hear your smiling voice right here. Do not put this off. And again, if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll see me remind you of that. That's at schoolofpodcasting.com newsletter. I think that's call to action number 28. But um, we're getting a few submissions, but I'm getting a little worried. That episode might be a little short. So thank you, Steve Stewart and Fred Castaneda for sending theirs in. What is your favorite podcast and why? Go to schoolofpodcasting.com favorite, and we will see you next week. Take care and God bless. If you're new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting. We talk about stuff. (laughs) Oh, do I have to write it down? Seriously, all I remember is flattening the learning curve. We help you tackle the technology, face your fears. size your message that's it holy cow all right let's do that again yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. hit it ladies the school of podcasting
0: yeah that's not gonna Dave work Dave
1: Jackson
0: okay.